I'm Aiden Matthews. And I'm Zack Snyder. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where you can now download and buy our podcast episodes as NFTs. Oh, really? How's that work no. out? <laughs> I was about to say, I, I'm kind of hyped for this. Can you get money, money off this shit? Uh, no, nah, I just thought it'd be funny. Can you or what would I it? even do with Ethereum? Like, if you just, like, Zach's like, hey, got some Ethereum for this NFT. You're like, cool. What am I going to do with it? I'm just going to sit I mean, there. A, I mean, Ethereum uh, will rise in value. So if you if you buy shit, if you if somebody buys something for you from you with Ethereum, same with Bitcoin. Uh, that shit's gonna rise in value. So doing nothing is a smart idea. idea. So, but, but, uh, but, uh, buying tweets, which you can, which you can do, pretty, pretty stupid, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you're making money off it, I guess it's not too stupid. Is if I mean, if you're it. making money, yes. Yeah. If you're buying it, no. So we need you, to like you really you really got to get the the dumb people to buy your shit. Which was why I um I put one of my tweets for sale. I saw, I saw. Uh, yeah, it's pretty epic. <laughs> no offers yet, apparently, but you know it could no, it yeah, can happen. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. The the tweet for those that are interested, go to add Zack Snyder Prod on Twitter. Uh, is how to invest in V Bucks. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the tweet. You could be the proud owner of it. Yeah. What Make were you going to say, though? Should we do uh, that? Do we, do we need to do an episode on NFT stuff? I feel like... So, okay. Okay. The podcast is, is about, like, the creator shit. The right. creator side of the internet. And, like, on one hand, NFTs do have a pretty big creator upside, I think. I need to do a little more research because... I think they're stupid, but I think there is still some potential in the long run, not the short run at all. Don't go buy in, in, in NFTs right now. Um, if we're going to do that, we'd have to talk about cryptocurrency too, I think. Oh, good Lord. I don't know if I can. We would have Ooh. to do both. There's some Which dis like... topics we, we tackle on another YouTube podcast. I don't know how the yeah. fuck I get to a point of knowledge where I can easily explain cryptocurrency without being like, uh, and according to right, like I, I, I don't, I don't know any of that shit, bro. I um, head empty. I could easily do a thing on crypto. Um, I've been following it for a while uh, since 2017 uh, is when I like actually understood it. I've known about Bitcoin since 2014, so you know how angry I am about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would have been nice if I took out my Bilo grocery store checks and just put it into Bitcoin. I'd be a billionaire. Probably. Probably. Um, here you are on the podcast instead. <laughs> but but here I am about instead. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh so so we could do that and I could cover that if if we both really? Oh, I get the asshole on my side today. Wow, did you hear that, that never happens. Yeah, I did. No, I did. <laughs> yeah. I th I, to be fair, I think the only reason it's not happening to me today is like there's a tornado passing through, so like no asshole is out on their ATV right now. But uh, oh, okay. No, that that's funny. Sense. That's funny that it happened to you for once. I feel yeah. Like... <laughs> was uh, long story short, if we both want to do research on NFTs, 
uh, watch some YouTube videos, read a little article or whatever. Um, I could cover anything that has to do with crypto, and then we could do an episode if, like, that's something that we want to do and people want it. The the thing with the NFT conversation for me is, you're able to kind of like you know read a read a Wall Street Journal article and figure out what it is. It's the why mm. that I don't get yet. It's the like why would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that's part of the important conversation. I'm like, if I don't have that piece, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. And like you said, it's going to be a thing that's a long-term thing anyway. So I say yeah. we just kind of push that along until it actually is, is relevant. But crypto, we can do anytime. I think that's a that's fair. That's fair. I will say like talking about NFTs on YouTube is pretty relevant because <laughs> mm. people are fucking eating that content up. Uh, but, uh, you know, we can we can play that by ear. I did want to say, first off, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the YouTube studio. We've mentioned it before several times, but we've never really decided to tackle it because it's always updating stuff. And turns out, as I'm looking at it right now, they updated something else that we didn't even oh. get to cover on the first recording. So, yeah, yeah, we're finally we're finally talking about it today. Hell yeah. Uh, so we'll be talking about the analytics, the back end, how to use all the YouTube studio. Feel free to go along with us. Uh, but I did want to bring up one more thing before we do our epic ad read. Um, I got a book in the mail today. Oh. Something came in the mail today. Uh, it's uh the Daryl Eves the YouTube Formula book. Oh shit! Um, uh, I did not buy this. My Got Daryl uh, in the house. Yeah, yeah. My friend and uh, I do like video projects with him. He helps me with the uh, the Pat Flynn content. Um, he bought this for me. Mm-hmm. Just bought it. So it's called the YouTube Formula: How Anyone Can Unlock the Algorithm to Drive Views, Build an Audience, and Grow Revenue. Uh, there's a forward by Mr. Beast, so that's pretty epic. Uh, but I think I'm going to like, I mean, I, I feel like I should actually read it because somebody did gift it to me and it's relevant to what I do. Uh, but if you would, if you wouldn't mind, what I'm thinking about doing is like reading a chapter a week or whatever, and then talking about if there's anything relevant on the podcast. That could be cool. Like a little segment. Until the the first chapter is the story of Daryl Eves, and then we got to talk about his his epic backstory. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I just I I'm gonna take notes while I read it and be like, yeah, yeah, this is important. This is something that would be helpful. Um, and I don't know how much of this we haven't talked about because I've followed a lot of YouTube help advice in the past, but I haven't really watched any Daryl Eves, so I don't know what his take on everything is. Very similar he, uh, to a lot of the stuff that we've talked about. I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. I know he Does also have has his like, face on, on the book, on the front cover. No, nah, no, nah, it's just a white, white background with hmm. YouTube formula written on it. Kind of classy. classy. He is, he is on the, the cover on like, when you, you know, when you open up a book and it flip has like a little flop on it. Right. Then about a little flap. Yeah. He's on the back flap and it's got like a little, little bio about it. Yeah. Daryl Leaves and but, Tim um, Schmoyer are the Batman and Robin of, of YouTube advice. I, I always picture the two. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they, they actually like, I'm sure they know each other, right? They've, they've been they on do. The they've done, they've done collaborative shit before. But the, but those are the two. And, uh, you know, R- Roberto, I, I don't know what, what superhero he could be compared to, but uh, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on the branding later. We'll work on that. Speaking of Roberto, though. Um, oh? 
Our sponsor today is Awesome Creator Academy with the YouTube Starter Kit. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have just a little bit of money to throw around, then why not check out the YouTube Starter Kit for $99 and get over $1,500 of value and dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, in cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. I had a little rap beat right there and that would have went hard. Yeah, whatever. Pay one price. <laughs> Pay one price and have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description of the show notes. And in doing so, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. But of course, if you don't have $100 and you still want to support this podcast, you can become a supporter on Anchor at anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. You can decide to support us financially at $1, $5, or $10 a month, and we'll read your name on the podcast. While we plan to do this podcast for a really long time, our rap careers come first. So the more financial support we have, the easier it'll be for us to maintain a consistent bar. Absolutely. Thank you to Awesome Creator Academy for the sponsorship, uh, you know, Anchor as well. And I know, I know that a lot of Americans right now are getting a pretty nice stimulus check. So, I know you got the money to throw around. Look, we said we were going to do a little bit more influencing on the last episode, and this is what we were talking about right here. Yeah. Zach, Zach knows your bank account info, so. 100%. Better not skip one. out on the homies. How much, with how much epic value we've provided? Like $1 at least, bro. At least. Absolutely. But yeah, Anyways. thank you to our sponsors. Appreciate it. Cool. Let's talk about the YouTube studio. Yep. We wasn't originally there, you know, back in the day, back in, uh, you know, the, the long old times of 2010, 2011. You just kind of yeah. upload a video. And that was, that was sort of it. You can fumble around with some playlists, read a couple comments. You're like, okay, whatever. Sure. But then YouTube, the ever evolving social media platform it is, is like, eh. You know, this 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 thing that we have here, this good thing that is working here, uh, we're Google. And we and we like to just change shit, you know, or whether or not you <laughs> ask for it. We just like to change shit. So let's change shit. And so, over the past several years, piece by piece, bit by bit, we've been overhauling the old system and replacing it with this new system called the YouTube Studio. And the idea was not only to make it look nicer, but to give you more information. Right. That was the big thing they were touting is like, you want info on videos, you want data you can look at. We're going to be providing a ton of that. Even numbers, you don't even know what the fuck they mean. We're going to be providing that to you. We're going to make it functional. We're going to make it clean. And uh, everybody's going to like it. And it took a long time, but we are finally at the point now where it is like 90% there. And if they do change it, it'll probably be like a minor thing. But uh, we're finally here. YouTube Studio. It's all put together now. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's nice because uh, for the longest time, they kind of had us in the old YouTube dashboard and then you could change to the new YouTube studio and some features were on the YouTube studio, some of them were on the old dashboard, so you were like flip-flopping around. I'm, uh, you know, you asked me two years ago how I felt about YouTube studio, I'd be like, it's freaking stupid, uh, but now I'm really happy with it. Like, I, I genuinely... Um, I'm happy that we have as much data as we have here. We have a lot of functionality here now that just wasn't there like two years ago. 
Absolutely. It's improved a long way. And we're going to talk about all of that. But first, a little bit of a disclaimer, a little bit of a thing that we're not going to be covering. Uh, We're not going to be talking about the upload process when you hit the little create button. We're not going to talk about all those menus. We're also not going to be talking about the live streaming dashboard on YouTube, which is its own separate menu with its own separate options. It's there. It's easy to follow. If you need a tutorial, fine. And if you want kind of like, well, I want to know about tags and SEO, we did a whole episode about that so you should go watch that this is mainly going to be covering the youtube studio from dashboard to audio library and even the little little settings cog what things you should change what numbers you should pay attention to and just how it all works you know so if you have a youtube channel and you're new or you've been around the block for a while you might learn some today so pull it up me and zach are gonna go through it category by category giving our opinions and knowledge along the way yes sir also, keep in mind we are looking at the desktop version of the the studio. There is an there is a mobile app on both Android and iOS. It's slightly different. A lot of the same functions are still there, but if you're looking for the more in-depth analytics stuff that we'll be talking about, that's on mostly desktop only. Yep. So, so. the feature set's a little bit different, but they are slowly updating the mobile one too. Uh, yeah. It's just not 100% there yet, but it will be in time. And who knows? It might even branch off to its own kind of separate thing, knowing YouTube probably. Who knows? Probably. I wouldn't doubt uh, it. But let's start first with the good old-fashioned channel dashboard where we got some rectangles of different shapes and sizes. Some of them have important information like your latest video performance and published videos. Others are just dedicated to a uh, white guy with the beard from Creator Insider. <laughs> He's looking at me very suggestively. I'm, I'm not sure what he's trying uh, to get me into here, but I don't trust him, especially with his backwards hat. It's very untrustworthy. You know, it's 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 funny though, because if you say white guy with a beard and a backwards hat, that's me in like 95% of my videos. And you're untrustworthy too. So, you know, it works. <laughs> the comparison is, is there. <laughs> my freaking hack. But no, yeah, we have uh, we have a bunch of different rectangles. Um, the important stuff is usually on the left and the top. You got your latest video performance. It'll show your most recent video and then give you a little bit of like basic information, views, click through rates. Uh, it's pretty crazy, but like, you know, click through rate wasn't something that we had back in like 2018. And now it's like one of the very first things you see. So it's, we've talked about how important that is in the past. It's makes it. You know, it makes a lot of sense why it's here now. Um, Just in case people don't know, can you quickly explain click-through rate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So What it is. So every single video will have a number of impressions. The first time a video is uploaded, you're going to see, people are going to see your video in the sub box. They're going to see it in the notifications. They're going to see it on the homepage, browse. Uh, whenever you're watching another video, it may pop up on the sidebar. Whenever you search for a video, your video might show up. Every single time that a person has a chance to see your video pop up on the screen, that is one impression. So usually YouTube does a really good job about that. You can get hundreds to thousands to millions of impressions depending on how well the video is performing. Um, now, what we're looking for as creators is is how to get those impressions to turn into clicks. And that is the click-through rate. So for, for instance, when you have a video that has a click-through rate of 10%, 
That means 10% of the people that saw your video pop up somewhere clicked on that video. Doesn't mean they watched it all the way through. It just means that they clicked on it. That means you probably had a pretty good thumbnail and a pretty good title. Your, uh, what we're kind of looking for is if we can get above the 8% to 12% range, somewhere around there, that means you had a pretty good click-through rate. The title and the thumbnail is pretty solid. If it's anything lower than that, that means either the topic that you have is not going out to the target audience, or it's not completely relevant, or it means that you need to upgrade your title and you need to upgrade your thumbnail. So that's and what you can we change mean when it. we say click-through rate. At any time. You know, the click-through rate could go up, could go down, depending on what you do to your video. Uh, right now, my current newest video, ranking 30 Sega Genesis games in one hour, has a click-through rate of 3.3%. Uh, and I'm sure it was actually lower than that, because like all good Aiden videos, I changed the thumbnail at least 15 times before I settle on one <laughs> that I like. So I'm sure it's probably improved since then. Uh, but you can see the little check mark right next to it. Uh when I highlight over it, it says people are choosing to watch this video as, as often as your others. So I average around that point. If you have an up arrow, shit means it's doing better than average. Have a down arrow, doing worse than average. But keep in mind, that's also dependent on your size. Just because it's an up arrow doesn't mean it's a good number all around. It's good for where you're mm. at and what you've posted before. Uh, but it's cool, though, because having this click-through rate available on the dashboard being one of those key statistics, you don't have to go digging through it in analytics. You can just find it right here. Right. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of big YouTube advice over the last year or two has been try to get that click-through rate up as high as possible. So really experiment with titles and thumbnails. Have backups available. Some people say spend eight times as more times as you did on the video on the thumbnail. Obviously, that's not going to be reasonable for everybody depending on the content you make. But it just shows you just how important getting people to click on your video is because if they don't click on your video, then you're not going to get anything out of it. So. Yeah, that's just for a shot at watch time, not even a, a guarantee. Right. If you can't even get people clicking on it, then yeah, your view ceiling is going to be lower than average. But that's analytic stuff. We'll save that when we get to that. Back Facts. on to channel dashboard stuff. You also got, you know, your subs, your watch times as a recent, the top videos are ranking of said videos, so you know where they all perform uh, compared to each other. Some latest comments, uh, and for me, they're showing up as channel comments that I haven't responded to, because that's the menu mm -hmm. I go to most frequently. So I can just see which yeah. ones I actually need to tackle, rather than the same ones uh, from each new video. And then, uh, like I said earlier, got creator, insider guy, still here. <laughs> Talking about what's what's new at YouTube, mainly tax information that people are mad about. And remember how I said earlier that uh, there was a new feature added here? Well, in the little news tab, it's right there. You can see your subscriber count over time. You click a little try it out button. It pulls up a little menu. And you can just see how many subs you had in the last 28 days or in oh. a lifetime. Which again cool. is is in the analytics tab, but it's hard to there's get to. And most people just use like social blade or whatever. So it's cool that there's like a YouTube version of that now. Yeah, I agree. This is, this is really neat. I didn't know this was here. Um, because it showed me like a new creator roundup is up. I'm like, cool. I don't care. But then right <laughs> beside it, it's the, the subscriber count. So that's, that's neat. Might want to cycle through a couple of options when you're in the dashboard, just in case, you know, sometimes it Anything might be Anything that has to do with news, right? Yeah. 
to have to go on there. They also have like this ideas for you thing where there's an entire creator academy. By the way, I would recommend going through that academy if you have any like really big questions about how to make videos to begin with. Uh, it's a pretty good starting point when it comes to anything from uploading videos, making videos, channel optimization, money, like all of that kind of stuff is really exceptionally covered here. It's it's kind of crazy that not a whole lot of people actually use this. So it helps just I'd to know the terminology it. a lot of the time, and then this thing covers mm-hmm. it pretty well. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you want to move on to the next next little tab? My favorite tab, the content <laughs> tab. Not videos, not uploads, channel content. Because uh, that's right. That's what we're reduced to these days, I guess. It's just you know, just more content. I'm glad YouTube's recognizing content. Glad YouTube's yeah. just like we're not we're not gonna hide it anymore. It's just content. I mean, dude, at this point, like I call movies content. I don't even give a fuck no more. Like, it's, it's all hard. content. It's all vying for our attention. We consume it, and then, and we move on to the next thing. You take you away know? what you want from it. Exactly. But yeah, we have the content tab. There are two tabs inside of that. The uploads, which is all of your regularly uploaded videos and your live videos. So if you've done any kind of live streams uh, on YouTube specifically, not VODs, but YouTube specific live streams, you can go there and check out exactly what is what was a live stream. I'd love to see a tab where it's it's the shorts so you'd have uploads live mm-hmm. shorts that way you can manage them separately Me from too. there because i really like how the live tab takes all my hundreds of youtube streams and puts them away from just the upload stuff because sometimes i'm just trying to manage a video once i have a live stream on youtube i'm probably not editing it again i'm not like out there trying to make it have impressions like i care for the people who were there in the moment the vod is just mm-hmm. for whoever wants it uh, so it's really nice just be able to click over there, go to the live tab, edit whatever you want in the live stream, and then come on back. Be really cool if back end wise we could have the the same thing for shorts. I agree. I, I have a feeling they'll end up doing that after shorts gets out of beta because it still isn't available for everybody. Um, there's a function where you can now have shorts as part of your YouTube channel. You showed me this. Um, yeah. You can have like a section on your main page. Uh, but it still doesn't even pop up, pop up for me yet. So it's we're gonna have to wait to see that. But um, I I like this section a lot. I think that they have really bulked it out. You can go to every single video and automatically change the details of it, like the title and the description, without even clicking on the video. Um, you've got you can go check out the analytics for every single specific video. Same thing with comments. There's a little view on YouTube button, which I really like because it didn't used to be there. Uh, and then you can also download, delete, and uh, change the the status of visibility. So if you want to schedule it here, you can. If you want to make it private, you can. All that kind of stuff is right in this dashboard. One of the things that I think YouTube Studio succeeds at in a place where like Twitch, for example, does not is that the back end on YouTube is very good about getting you to information with the least amount of clicks necessary. So yes, mm-hmm. all of those things you just mentioned, you can technically get just by like clicking on a video and having the video specific page where you have all the tags and all that sort of stuff. 
but it takes like two extra clicks to get there. The fact that there are just icons where I can immediately go to analytics for just this video, immediately go to comments for just this video, doing it the long way around requires three or four clicks. And wouldn't you know it, that's exactly how Twitch is. I'm trying to get to one specific thing on Twitch, whether it's a clip or, or, or stats on something. And I have to go through like 18 different fucking clicks just to get here. This content section is really smart about like, you want something public or private? Right there. You want to know if it has copyright claim on it? Right there. You want to watch it on YouTube? Right there. You want to change the title without going to the video page? It's there. It's all there. Yeah. If you wanted to yeah. mass delete videos, mass edit videos, you get something like TubeBuddy to kind of like integrate in there and uh, you can make it even faster if you want to. Eventually, we're probably going to have to do like a Twitch dashboard episode, but like... I don't want to do that until Twitch knows what their dashboard does. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I agree. Oh man. I was, I was trying to switch over some VODs to, uh, to one of my channels the other day and just downloading the VOD takes a while. But then on top of that, when I put that VOD into my editing software, it doesn't play nicely at all. I, so I would have to compress it first and that takes forever. So I'm having to just edit the VODs within Twitch's dashboard. It's a pain in the ass. It, it's, I'll, I'll talk about that more later on our next episode. But yeah, um, the content section, I like it. Like, you can even see like copyright claims. Um, you can go individually. If, if you've got a copyright claim, it'll tell you. And then you can go from there and go ahead and uh, replace anything, mute anything, or dispute it, which is what most people will do. I do wish it was in the, the copyright specific section because right now mm -hmm. it's just a thing where if people are stealing your videos, you can see that and, and file claims, but you can't deal with your own unless it's just in the content tab. Not to say the implementation of this is, is bad. It's fine. It's really good. But again, it would save a click if I could just go to the copyright tab and immediately see that without having to, you know, fumble around in here. I, I got a lot of videos, you know, multiple years yeah. old. And if I want to deal with the claim from you know three years back it's it takes a little while i will say what is nice is in a lot of these sections there is a search bar and a filter uh within that search bar so you can filter out uh specifically which videos are public um you can filter out specifically which videos have a certain amount of views based on their title or description and even with copyright claims, if you just want to see your videos that have copyright claims, you can click it there and it'll show you all of them. But like Aiden said, you would have to go and click on the details of each individual one, which I guess can be a little annoying. Just saving time. That's all. Just a thing they could do. Um, throwing mm -hmm. out suggestions there. You want to take them YouTube? They're right there. I'm just leaving them on the table. You don't have to. Don't have to pay me. But you know, yeah. you put like a little watermark that's like idea suggested by Aiden at the bottom of it. I think that'd be cool. I think that you know Susan listens to the podcast, so absolutely, I'm hoping, hoping she'll take this take this to heart. It, if Susan <laughs> were to look up podcasts, I picture it like it's a like it's a phone book type thing, and she's going through the list, and she arrives at A, and we're probably like at least the third or fourth podcast that shows yeah, up and starts yeah. with an A for YouTube. Maybe not the number. We have one. we have YouTube in the title, so it's yeah. Like, come on, bro. come on, get real, come on, Susan. Come on. <laughs> But let's move on now to the playlist tab where you can manage all your playlists, including whether or not it's public. If you want to just edit some details, 
It even tells you the video count of them, which is something you couldn't do before. You can click on the new playlist tab and make a new one if you want. Add videos through there. It's fairly simple. Not a whole lot of controls, especially compared to the content tab. But it sure does beat the shit out of what we had before. (laughs) It was such a pain in the ass because playlists were still in 2015 when they were trying to implement the YouTube studio. Like it was so old in terms of everything they did. Um, And it's still not perfect. I still don't like that when I go to the playlist tab, I have to click on the edit button first and then it'll pop it up and then I can change the subscriptor, the description and whether it's public or private and all of that. Um, Unlike content where you can change some of that stuff without going to a separate page you have to go to the actual page for these, which is, you know, it's, it's fine. I just, I am still glad that it's better than what it used to be. Cause it was garbage <laughs> back in the day. And even now, really like bad. when you select on playlists, not through this tab, there's like, it'll weirdly take you to just the link of said playlist. And it's like, well, no, I want to edit them. But sometimes getting to the edit menu of the playlist thing you would think would be here, but it's, a different thing. There's like two yeah. or three different menus for playlist, and none of them look the same. And they're all different. Whether you do it through new playlist, found the edit tab, or you just clicked on it in your main channel page and tried to edit it from there. And then you have to click it again to go back to the... There's too many. There's too many different mm. menus for playlist. Uh, and it's still, you know, not perfect. They've definitely gotten better about like presenting them. But in terms of like options to customize them, we could we could still improve this. But it, again, I agree. it's better. I, agree. I won't complain too much. It's a very simple tab, though. So there's not much to say. I just realized with the uh, the TubeBuddy app, you can uh, you can actually edit some of that stuff without going to the page. So that's cool. Isn't that nice? Yeah, maybe we'll have to get sponsored by TubeBuddy so we can do an episode on that. There you <laughs> go. Or. Or uh, VidIQ, if you're listening to this. Or you're VidIQ. Like, no, don't do that. Then you, know, you can come to the inbox yeah. too. It's available to everybody. You know, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it from anybody. If you're a, if you're a brand new one, yeah. As long as you're good, like we'll take it. Hundred uh, percent. Cool. But uh, technically, then, analytics yeah. is next. But I, given the the girth of that one, we might want to like come back. <laughs> That's fair. Come, That's fair. We can do that one next or uh, later. Uh, yeah. Cool. So comments, comments are next. And similar to what Aiden said earlier, if you go to comments, it's going to automatically show you all of the comments that you haven't responded to. So this is for every channel. It automatically shows that up, Uh, which I I think is cool. Like, I think that's a good thing because you should be responding to comments. I say that and I have like way more comments here that I've never responded to. Than, than should be here. But, like, you know, do better than me, right? Do as I say, not as I do. Uh, <laughs> you can, like I said, with the content section, uh, you can filter out the comments, which is really cool. If you're looking for a very specific comment, anything that contains a question, you can pop that up. Uh, if you're looking for comments that only have so many subscribers, maybe you're an elitist and you don't want Fred2578 that only has three subscribers. To, to respond to their comment, then you can change it to 10 subscribers, you know, um, on, on top of that, you've also got the held for review 
section, these are going to be comments that are uh, either automatically picked up by your own spam filters or by YouTube spam filters. Uh, it does a pretty good job of getting rid of everything, but I still do notice some some bad comments in my publish section and some good comments in the help for review. So I still recommend checking that out. If you're like, if you're not getting a thousand comments a day, you should be going to the help for review section and checking that in my opinion. Cause sometimes I just get some really good patient comments that are just locked in there. For no reason. <laughs> Cause they're 3000 pages long. That's why. Yeah. yeah. YouTube's like, Oh, this is for but sure yeah, some malware. Yeah. And uh, no, no, it's fine. It's no. fine. The uh, the TubeBuddy integration on this one has gotten to the point now where, like, YouTube just has this stuff. Like, you want to yeah. filter? Yeah. It filters. You want to show 20 results? You can go to the bottom of this and, uh, you know, show however many results you want, and it'll it'll load it up as you continue to scroll down. For me, I can say, doing a little bit better than Zach, the first comment that pops up that I haven't responded to is three years ago, and it's from Questions Damn. on the Couch. Uh, which I respond to in the next questions on the couch. So technically yeah. that didn't count. If you if you don't count that video, then it's Midnight Vlogs, the I'm 20 years old video. We did not respond to anything on that. But uh, all my new cool. videos, all my videos that are public, that aren't like unlisted and hidden away, I, I've responded to every one of those comments, even if it was two or three years later. Even if they had posted that comment and yeah, they don't know me yeah, anymore, I go back in. I'm like, this video is going to be public now. I want it to look like I care and respond to all the comments, and uh, I do. I also occasionally really like this section for LHG stuff because we've responded mm. to every comment on there. So I know if there's anything in that tab, I can just quickly, you know, do them. It's like doing the dishes when there's only like two dishes left. It's a <laughs> lot easier to do than when the whole sink is fucking full and you got to go through like Man. four years of shit. That hit hard because not only are my comment section full, but my sink is full in real life. So, you know, that's unfortunate. Maybe I should do a answering comments live stream. Have it as a segment. <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> That'd be cool. I got something. I got something just as wacky planned for tomorrow's live stream. Uh, oh, wow. But I feel like, well, I can go ahead and tell you because this is going to be uploaded on Sunday. But yeah. I'm going to do Steam reviews. And GG, the you know the the gaming equivalent of Letterbox. I'm gonna update that, do reviews on that That'd be for cool. like an hour. So I feel like that could be neat. Heck we'll yeah, see. having some having a fun little review time stream. Yeah, but anyways, um, comment section, pretty pog. But uh, you know what I like better than comments? What subtitles? I don't know. That's bad. Oh segue. shit. Subtitles. Uh, we have the subtitles on here. Yeah, that's crazy. I've been in here maybe twice. I've never clicked on this. Never. This, uh, never this is brand new. This is brand new. Um, right you know, it's cool. We're gonna do an entire episode about subtitles and captioning your videos and why it's very important. <laughs> Even though we don't do it ourselves, Use um, them. I do it on cli- on client shit all the time. Uh, but I just don't do it on my own content at the moment. But we can talk about it. I think it's a, I think it's a very important thing to do. YouTube's automated system is okay. It's not it's not amazing, but it's okay at what it does. Um, and I got a couple of tools that we can talk about to make captioning easier. But 
as far as this part of the YouTube studio, um, it looks like it just shows all your videos. It tells you which languages you have captioned. And then if you have updated it with an actual kind of, you know, subtitle file, it'll show you when you did that as well. That's good. It's good to have. I agree. We also have a drafts and published little tab. So if you haven't finished one, it'll go there. Published one, mm-hmm. it'll go there. Figure all that yeah. figure all that shit out. Pretty simple. Again, similar to the playlist where it's like, could there be more options here? Absolutely. Is it fine the way it is? Probably for the most part. I did see, this is kind of related, I guess, but uh, I watch a lot of like different editing videos, even though I don't use Premiere or other things, because I'm just like, what cool new features, you know, shit has. Can I, can oh, I yeah. play that? In Premiere... I've seen, uh, like, it's a beta update, so it's nowhere near done. Mm -hmm. It'll just have a whole thing where you you have your video, you send it up to the fucking cloud, and then, like, in 10 or 12 minutes, depending on how long your video is, of course, it'll just give you captions straight up. It'll just be like, here you go. Here's your captions for your video. It's done. Really? And then you can just edit them. You can can go to the time code. It'll tell you the time code for each line, who said each line, and then you can just edit them there's a there's a good youtube channel that covers it um but it's it's not like official yet and it's a it's kind of a service thing so i don't know like what pricing is i I guess if you have creative cloud it would be fine you know you just fit into that but uh you would think but they they they'll still overcharge other stuff um i'll talk about that in a second adobe also has a um audio library section in premiere now too where you can just pull out music clips, uh, like like an entire library. Um, Epidemic sound shit is in there as well. And you can just drag and drop it onto the timeline and see how it works out. You still have to go buy and purchase the, the rights to use that particular song. 100%. Um, but like it's it's in there, so that's pretty cool. Resolve um, has a similar thing where you can put like sound effects and uh, import your own like playlists of shit that you use often and it'll just remember that and pull them up and shit's good shit's really cool yeah they did have they did have a major captioning update to premiere itself too used to it was um say used to literally last week um it was more of a pain in the ass to do anything with captions because they never worked properly sometimes you have to like realign things um after you're dropping in an srt file um but they got a new update and it's it's better. It's still got some some growing pains. But I'm curious about this this auto captioning thing that they have. That's I'll send you interesting. A video after the podcast. Do that cuz cuz I need to look into that. And then we can talk more in depth about that kind of stuff when we do our subtitle episode in a couple weeks. But for now, the section's fine. One of those kind of, you know, C+, plus, you know, C+ plus section in the in the YouTube studio. Yeah. Sure. Let's move on now, though, to copyright. Oh, boy. My favorite. Like I said here, it's uh, pretty bare bones right now. You can submit removal requests if somebody just out there stealing your video, which kind of disappointed, actually, that there hasn't just been some, like, YouTuber in, like, Latin America or Spanish-speaking country that just, like, takes my video and just speaks Spanish over it. Like, I'm really kind of sad that, like, nobody... Nobody's okay. wanted to steal I'm my gonna, videos yet. I'm going to take your most recent video, copy link address. I'm going to say that I'm copywriting it for yeah. uh, for uh, for my likeness. 
That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Nice. Nah, I know what you're talking about. That was like a, it was like an anime channel. I think it was like Mother's Basement a couple years ago where they just take took the entire video format and then just translated the content into Spanish. I knew about it I'm from like, uh, PBG and Space Hamster. That was happening to them several years ago. Oh, <laughs> but I guess, you know, when you get big enough, that, that shit probably happens more often than not. Uh, but given the size, me and Zach are, yeah, we've never had to file a removal request. Again, I wish it was just like, this is a cool feature to have, but like given the size that I'm at, I would much rather prefer just like, let me see the shit that's copyrighted against me first. Thank you, please. Yeah. That'd be nice. The wild thing is I would, I would like pay somebody to translate my shit into Spanish and do a voiceover for me. 100%. Like I would just pay somebody to do that. So it's crazy that people just bootleg content and do that for free. Like I would just reach out to the original owner and be like, yo, I can do this service for you. I don't, I don't the, know. The, the problem comes when it's like people do that and then that copy gets more views because it's to a larger audience now. And now people don't mm-hmm. watch the, the original video anymore. And a lot of the time that shit's monetized too. We have multiple ads on that. But uh, maybe with the new monetization systems, that doesn't happen as often. You would have to be like a credible enough channel to even attempt to get away with that. Yeah. The, the epic thing about the copyright section is that if you don't have any copyright takedown requests... You just see an epic little kitty cat with a fishbowl. <laughs> Nothing to see so that's yet. Cool. That's uh, there's cute. a similar thing I get when you uh, when I believe you finish all the comments and you clear that tab. It's like a, a girl on the beach or whatever. It's like you're all good or whatever. Really? Yeah, I've seen that several times on, on the LHG one. Uh, there's less comments there. Cool. The next tab channel monetization yeah so uh you know unfortunately for for both of us not a whole lot here Mm. it uh has a little has a couple guys planting a tree and it says grow with youtube as a youtube partner you'll be able to earn money and then it tells you the youtube partner program you know requirements you gotta have four thousand hours of watch time and a thousand subscribers uh, and then it shows you your progress on that. So currently I have 958 subscribers and 730 watch up. Ooh, watch hours. My bad. I'm at 379 subs and 128 public watch hours, but I also haven't like uploaded in a month. So There's yeah, I will check mood. Uh, it also is over the past year. That's not your overall watch hours. Oh, it does. Say so that. you're right. That's just the past year. I wish I wish it was overall because because I would have it. I do want to check a monetized channel right quick because I'm curious if anything is different. Um, I've got Just access to client content, so I'm going to look at. OK, so the monetization monetization tabs, if you are a partner, it has um, an overview section where you can see like uh, they're going to send you to support Google, uh, you know, kind of articles on the advertising side of things, the merchandise, memberships, and Super Chat. Um, and then there's like some more, you know, more like uh, important stuff about like, if you want to leave the YouTube Partner Program, here you go, I guess. Here's your agreements, that kind of thing. Um, there's a merchandise section. So if you want to 
make merchandise inside your YouTube channel, you can do that. Um, you can set up a membership section. So there's analytics for that, shows you what kind of revenue you're working with over the last month. Recent comments by your members, and then also your badges and your emotes. Similar to if you're a Twitch uh, affiliate or partner, you right. have a lot of that stuff in Twitch. Um, you can also change what your membership offers and the monthly price and that kind of thing. You've got the super chat section, which will show you all of your most recent super chats. Um, and then there's a giving section, which looks like if you want to do a fundraiser for a nonprofit or something, uh, you can you can do that on here. I've seen bigger videos, bigger channels do like this video. All of the ad revenue is going to be going to this particular charity. So it's kind of cool that YouTube has that in here. Right. You can set up that option. I think uh most recent example you remember those uh if the star wars prequels were good videos uh they were done yeah by michael michael Bairdy, who now works on the completionist team as kind of a producer or whatever if you oh, go yeah, back to those if you go back to those videos now uh and they weren't like this originally but now they all have that little fundraiser tab when they uh all, the, all that shit goes to support i believe black lives matter and it'll show you like the progress of a uh, cool. donated stuff to there, which is cool because he didn't make content anymore, and those are his, like most viewed videos. So, might as well <laughs> use it for a good cause, that type of stuff. I agree. Yeah, that's dope. Neat. So it does seem like there's a bit more options there. Like it's pretty fleshed out for the type of stuff you need. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know we'll we'll talk about more monetization stuff as we grow our own channels and as we grow the podcast and all that kind of stuff. So. Stay tuned for that, I guess. Eventually, Episode one day. 533 of another YouTube podcast. You finally cover it there. So get Hell hyped. Yeah. Now, on to <laughs> perhaps my favorite tab. Mm, yeah. Yeah, my favorite tab this is my favorite. Analytics number two, customization, my favorite tab. What is customization? So let me take you back again, the dark ages, 2010, right? You I was gonna say twenty nineteen because it wasn't that long ago. It, I'm going, I'm going even further back. So okay, like, yeah, go for it. I'm going even further back before that. You know, like uh, actually, if we really want to go far back, if you go to like beginnings of YouTube, uh, similar to how Twitch has it now, you could like make your own custom background and like yeah, yeah, have your have your channel and stuff. So there always was some customization stuff to your channel. Uh, but obviously YouTube wants all these things to look more uniform and have options. And so you can't have backgrounds and stuff. So in recent years, if you wanted to customize and update your channel, you had to do it on your channel page, which does doesn't make sense at all. It's called the back end because you want to be able to literally edit stuff in the back, some front end shit. And I get that, like, oh, well, maybe you would want to see how it looks in real time. So they give you that option. But the options that were there weren't good. And they always took forever to update. And they still do now. Uh, and then YouTube was like, yo, let's just make all this shit way simpler. And let's just offer a customization tab. Which means you can finally, just in the back end, set your channel trailer, your featured video for returning subscribers, and the sections. Sections can be anything from playlist a group of playlists, YouTube shorts, like Zach mentioned earlier, when they decide to update, 
uh, a featured channels section that you can update pretty easily. You can move the positioning of them anytime you want. And then we have two other tabs, branding, which used to be locked away. I think you had to click on the account settings and then update that shit in Google. Like there's like so a stupid Google tab. Uh, but now if you want to change your profile pic, you do it right here. You want to change your banner? You do it right here. You want to change the watermark and the custom start time? It's right here. So much better. And it even tells you like, hey, use a PNG. Have it be four megabytes or less. Here's the size we recommend. That type of shit. And then the final tab, basic info. Also, very fucking handy, IMO. This is where you can have your channel description and things like your uh, custom URL. If you've hit over 100 subscribers, please, for the love of God, use a custom URL. Because uh, nobody wants to share www.youtube.com slash channel U-C-U-M-L-1-B-X-6-M-H-M-Q-Q-W-Y-Q-P-Q-U-Q-Q. That was mine. It's miserable. Or youtube.com slash bluecatchproductions. See how much nicer that is? See how much easier that is to link to things? Kyle. Anyway, we have a link. No, Kyle don't have a... You didn't have one? It's no it's way. like not the same. Oh as yeah. What his yeah, channel he's, name he's is? That. It's bad. Um, it's always a pain in the Chaos ass. Lamrick. Yeah. Epic. <laughs> I think Parker updated his recently. I was about to clown on him, but I think it used to used to be dumb too. That's good. Anyway, we have a link section. Uh, I have things like my Discord, Twitter, Anchor, and then it'll show. Pretty much uh, the first five on the banner, but you can change that option if you want. So just the first two or the first one. And then a contact info for business inquiries, uh, whether that's just the email you use for YouTube or a different one, it's up to you. But when I'm talking about like, hey, YouTube channel should update their about section because it's important and not too many people do it, this is where you find it. It's under basic info and customization. For the love of God, if you have not set a custom URL, if you don't have your links up to date, if you don't have a little pitch about what your channel is and why people should care, this is my number one thing you can do right now to fix it. Fix your branding, fix your layout, update it, make it look all nice and pretty. Because you'd be surprised if you just leave this shit open. Like a lot of uh, like a lot of bad music channels just don't have anything on their homepage, mm-hmm. so I go over there and it's a mess and I can't find their videos or playlists. YouTube will just look like ass if you if you don't use any of this stuff. Make make life yeah. easier on yourself and use this stuff. I, I, I'm so happy with how this tab turned out. It's it's so much better. Um, you know, I used to have the uh, the customized background back What'd in you 2012. Use? I made a custom background. It was like it was just like black, and then I had a bunch of video game characters on the left and the right. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. You know, pretty epic if I do say so myself. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm very happy with how this is because it is, it's so, it's so much better. You can still do a lot of that customization on the channel itself. There is a customized channel button. Um, but, uh, actually I'm capping. It takes you. I am lying. It just takes you here now. Good. As it should. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. I did want to say real quick, the YouTube short section uh, only shows up on the YouTube app. So there's a little I button that says this section is only visible in the YouTube app. So if I go to my channel uh, on the YouTube app, 
I do have a short section on there. So that's cool. Yeah. And What's you can that? you can add multiple sections. I didn't cover all of them, but you can have mm. one that's just uploads. You can have one that's just popular videos. Live now? That's interesting. So I guess if you just go live, you'll have that. Upcoming yeah. live streams, past live streams, multiple playlists. This was something I didn't know how to do until recently. But like if you yeah. have a bunch of different playlists together and you want them organized, just makes a little little section right there that's easy to get to. I only have like three series at this point, so it's just easier to just do them separately. But if I had a lot yeah. of different playlists I wanted to share, there you go. Uh, if I had to call out a channel that could use a lot of this featured section and playlist stuff better, my man Gerard really could uh, take just like a little oh, bit yeah. of time. Because it's a, it's a fucking mess I agree. currently. I just want to watch New Game Plus, and I got to dig through superhero games, Lego games, Zelda games. Like, there's not even a playlist with just all the completionist episodes. If you wanted to watch it yeah. from like start to finish, yeah. you can't it's, even it's find that shit. And I get it. New Game Plus is a thing. It wouldn't exactly be in order currently the way it's at. Maybe he's waiting. I don't know. But as it stands now, there's 50 playlists, and there's only one or two that I want, and I can't find mm-hmm. it. So... Yeah, you can definitely go overboard on the playlists, which is, I mean, I used to do that. And um, one of the things that I had before the shorts came in was a section that had multiple playlists called uh, franchises. And so I'd have my individual, like, here's my Mega Man reviews. Here's my Final Destination reviews. Here's all of that. But I don't I don't have room for it anywhere, anymore. So it's like, it's fine. Uh, but you can have up to 10 10 of these of these sections and so use them wisely so that so that people know exactly what what to look for um i separate them by by mediums of of things that i cover so i have like a movie reviews i have an anime reviews i have a video game reviews tv show reviews music reviews and they're all in alphabetical order so that you can get to them pretty quickly if it has a title card and it has a playlist basically Right, right. So. Uh, and feature channels thing is a cool thing to have too, by the way. Like, it's not technically mm-hmm. a playlist, but given how much shit me and Zach do, it used to be kind of a pain in the ass where it's like, I just want to get the lines on your gaming. Well, how do I do that? I can either try and search it and don't find it, but nowadays it's just much easier if I don't have the link on hand. Just go to Zach's channel, feature channel, click, we're there. All right, cool. Yeah, since that channel doesn't have 100 subs, we don't have the, the branding link. Yeah. But, um, we should we should push we should push for a hundred subs this year just so that we can do we're like that. at eighty or some shit we're really close yeah yeah my uh, I mean I I know for sure if we did like the I might whore live stream and like did did like a Smash or Pokemon thing we can just get random people to fucking sub that shit real quick that'd be cool <laughs> we Who should knows? I don't know there's there's a lot we could do with that channel that just doesn't happen because we're so busy with other stuff which but um. Does yeah. kind of tie into the playlist thing because how we use them in LHG is a little bit different. There's a lot of them. Uh, one could argue too much, but we have one for every series, basically. So if we played a game mm. on the channel, the playlist will not only tell you the game, but like let's say you're not familiar with the core cast yet, you know, that's fair. The playlist will even say like GeoGuessr with Jay and Parker, Mario Odyssey versus with blah, 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 blah. And you have those, but also I'm not a fucking savage. Uh, there's a, all all the videos chronologically released in one playlist. So if you just want to watch all of them, that's probably the best way to support us, actually. 
because autoplay will stop after a while. So if you're just like, hey, I want to support LHG, check out the, the, <laughs> the all LHG videos playlist. It's like up to 300 fucking videos at this point. You want to give us some watch time? There you go. Uh, Play it while you're going to sleep. Just put us on mute. <laughs> YouTube podcast has the same go thing. Go from there. YouTube yeah, podcast yeah. Has the same true, thing. true. We also have, for those that are wondering about the YouTube podcast, YouTube channel, um, if you want to see the episodes by year, we have all the episodes by year. So we have 2021, 2020, 2019, 18, and 17. Uh, and then we have one with every single episode. So if you're looking for specific years, you want to you wanna go back in the chronicles of Zach and Aiden's YouTube adventure, that's the best way to do it. I really like that you started doing that because that wasn't a thing I had an idea for, but you started mm-hmm. categorizing them that way. And it's like, oh, this is going to be so much easier when I want to go back and relive a combo. Just like, oh, yeah. I want to go to this year. Cool. What was Aiden thinking? Let's find out. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I love the customization tab and there's a lot of cool things you can do with it. I'd recommend experimenting with it too. Like don't have the same channel trailer forever. Definitely change the featured video for returning subs. If you have something you're really proud of Uh, and mess with sections, mess with playlists, update your branding and especially update your about page. If you have not already final call out on that update your about page. If you haven't already, please Please. let's move on. (laughs) Let's audio library. We're not going to talk about this much, but uh, YouTube has an entire section of royalty-free music and sound effects. So if you want that kind of stuff, you can get all kinds of stuff. Uh, Some of it is, like, good. Some of it is probably not good. I'll be honest with you, I haven't really fucked with it. But, like, you're looking for royalty-free background music that you don't want to pay for. Um, It's all here. Or you can just use stream beats. Stream beats is pretty good. Epidemic sounds. But, uh, pretty pog. Epidemic sounds is good, but you have to pay for that. So True. True. So, Even get the so, option to download so. them. Because I think before it was just like you could yeah. add it in the YouTube editor, but not like have it for yourself. Now you can just download it. It'll even tell you the license type, genre. You can filter through that pretty quickly. And uh, even if you don't use the, the songs, I bet there's something in sound effects that's funny for a video. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound effects are something that I need quite often for certain things. Um, I'm sure there's. Check out Whoosh. You know, Whoosh. that's kind of bad, but I'm sure you can find something. There's like 1,800 Whooshes you can find on YouTube, even if those don't suit <laughs> True. you. True. And you can even True. have a start section. So if there's something you really like and you use often, it can help kind of get through all this fucking clutter to just star the songs you like and yeah. go from there. And put it into something like Premiere and Resolve to even have it all in your editing program for later if you need it. That being said, though, in terms of like copyright free music stuff, we have talked about it before. This is probably like one of the the last options. Like if you have no other choice kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's some good shit in here. You just really would have to search for it. And I find things like stream beats or epidemic sounds or... Um, there's one called art list that I also use. They, they usually have better, better selections, but uh, it's all personal taste. Find stuff that works for you when you have the chance. I agree. Real quick before we hop back into analytics, I want to briefly talk about the final two tabs. We'll start real quick mm. with send feedback. Shit ain't working. Have a bug. <laughs> use this tab, bro. 
Uh, there's a yeah. little include screenshot button, and you can just send it directly cool. to YouTube. I've never used it before, but hey, could be helpful to somebody. Settings is far more important, and it was the thing that, again, you kind of had to, like, click on your channel and click settings and then go through there. But I recommend, like, going through this real quick. Uh, so general, default units, currency, change that to whatever you use. And then for channel, this is some of the things that actually should be on customization, but they kind of hide it here. Uh, your channel name, your country of residence, your keywords for your channel, not for your videos, but for your channel. I have just three things because I don't know if that shit really works, but I just have gaming reviews and Blue Catch Productions. I could probably add it's more helpful. of that. It's, it's helpful for uh, YouTube to kind of figure out what your channel is really about so they can serve it to the right audience. There you go. Then we have advanced settings. Uh, if you remember how we talked about COPA stuff, uh, this is where you would go to change, yes, this channel is made for kids, or no, it's not. Uh, I will actually have something new to say about this. Uh, do not click, I want to review this setting for every video. It is a bad choice. And I only say that because a channel I've watched recently, Fudge, uh, had this option selected. And what it would mean is he'd have to review it for every setting and when he would change it to no, because of course none of his videos would end up being that way, YouTube would still not push it out because it didn't update fast enough for mm. that type of shit. And so it's just better off to like have it one or the other and then update it after the fact rather than clicking the I want to review every setting because that has cost him uh, recommendations and views um, in the past. And it's kind of a shame. Because you would think that would be the yeah, safe option yeah. to use, but uh, YouTube doesn't treat it that way. Unless you really do make content for kids occasionally, I would keep that completely turned off. We both have it at no. Even on LHG, yeah. even on YouTube podcasts. If you want an option and don't know, probably just go with no for now. It's easy. Then we got auto-generated captions. You can click to not show potentially inappropriate words. This is where also... If you want to uh, display your sub count or not, some channels choose not to. Here's where it would be. Uh, ads, you can disable interest-based ads. I don't know why on earth you would do that. You, just, you would just get horrible things. Uh, and then feature eligibility. So if you don't have things like, I don't know, the ability to live stream, here's where you would enable that feature. Uh, this is also how you get videos longer than 15 minutes, custom thumbnails, appealing content ID claims. It's basically just going to ask you to verify your phone number. Most people just like don't know that this is just a thing. So if you're one of those channels or you're brand new and you haven't done that before, uh, just go ahead, verify that. Even if you don't plan on live streaming, uh, definitely do it for custom thumbnails and videos longer than 15 minutes. What are we, a savage? Like, come on, get that, yeah, yeah. Get that enabled. <laughs> get that enabled. Please do custom thumbnails. Please yeah. don't let YouTube auto-pick that. Shit's bad. And it's really easy oh, to God. enable it, and it takes no time. But it's in settings, yeah. not in customization, like it probably should be. Uh, it's funny, though. I have so many YouTube channels that like sometimes I have to just, like, borrow a phone number in order to get a new... If I have a new channel that I need to verify, I just have to like, get somebody else's phone number. It's so frustrating. Yeah, that can be a little annoying. Uh, then we got upload defaults. I don't use this for the title at all, just because I have three different series, and I can't just... Mm. You know, you never know what my title is going to be. I don't know until way late into it. But I do have the auto descriptions, especially the the bottom mm -hmm. part where I have the all songs featured, all my links. It's there for every video. I don't have to worry about it. TubeBuddy technically has this, but it's just easier to do it here. 
visibility, mm-hmm. public, if you have tags that you use for every video and you don't want to fucking type them in every time, this is where you put it. Shit's super useful. I only have two things on here, uh, which are the two tags that do the best for me. Again, probably could do better, but it's just Blue Couch and Blue Couch Productions. So Yeah. Have you ever nerd on there? Now, I just put it on there. Then we got an advanced setting tab. So if there's a category you use every time, I just keep it on entertainment. Uh, For LHG, it's set to gaming, and then you got to fill in the game every time. But I just keep it on Mm. entertainment. Uh, Video languages, comments, if you want to hold potentially inappropriate ones, this is where you set it. If you just want to allow fucking everything, this is where you set it. Then we got permissions. So uh, LHG and YouTube podcast is really useful for this because let's say I want to edit something. I'm not like the owner of the account, and I don't want to mess with emails. You can just invite people to be managers and give them specific permissions. I don't have anything like that for Blue Couch Productions because uh, I don't trust none of y'all motherfuckers. Y'all can't have my shit. Yeah. I think we have it set up for LHG, don't we? One of, yeah, LHG, and I, I okay. think YouTube Podcast, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have it set up for you so that you can get into YouTube Podcasts. But that's helpful um, if, uh, yeah. if you hate logging it, in. It's. Times. <laughs> it's really good if you work with other people. Like I have access to multiple uh, client YouTube channels because they went in here and made me like a, a manager. So if you work with people and you want them to like get into your YouTube account, go ahead and do this instead of just giving them your your login info. Because not only is it safer in case you don't trust the person 100%, um, it's also just easier because especially if you have like two-step verification turned on, it can be a pain in the ass. So like call or text somebody and be like, yo, what, uh, what number did you get on your phone? Yeah. need to put it yep. in my, <laughs> in the YouTube thing. Done that before. It's a, it's a fun yeah. time. It's a real fun time. Yep. We got two more categories left community. So if you have mods for live streams, that's where you would set this up. I also have people who are just, you know, blocked in general. Uh, yeah. which is surprisingly mm-hmm. bigger than I thought, but I guess I did a lot more live streaming back in the day. So there's more channels on here that, that, uh, that are just, that are just blocked. You can add block words. If you want to block links for your live stream and comments and stuff, this is where you would do it. And then defaults again, the comment thing. And even for the discussion tab, I don't know if any of y'all motherfuckers use the discussion tab, but if you want to disable comments for that and you're like, fuck it, set it here. Don't have to worry about it ever again. And uh, yeah. the same is true for live oh. chat. And then finally, agreements. All use of the service is subject to YouTube's terms of service. And you click learn more. That's crazy. We're not going to talk about it. But that's no. that's it. No. Uh, a lot of people don't mess with the settings tab because they're like, what good could be there? Light mode or dark mode? Like, no, there's actually some really good time-saving shit in here that people just don't notice. Um, and so now, hopefully, if you're listening to this and you didn't know some of these things were a thing, they're there in settings. Uh, I have to do it on YouTube podcasts, LHG, anytime we make a new channel. Because if I forget about yeah. it, it makes things way more complicated. I agree. Yo, Aiden, we're going to do an episode on the terms of service. We're going to read the whole thing. <gasps> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm joking. That'd be awesome. That, that sounds wonderful. That'd, That'd be, be the first YouTube podcast live same. stream. Zach and Aiden. That's what I was going to say. Service. We'd have to do a live stream for that. Yeah. 100%. Four hours. Shit, shit long. Yeah, it's horrible. (laughs) To the extent permitted by applicable law, you agree to defend. Like, cool. Thanks, YouTube. And now, 
for the moment you've all been waiting for. The probably the reason you clicked on this. An episode topic we probably should have done over just YouTube Studio. It's time to talk about analytics, baby. We're here. You know, we've we've held off doing the analytics episode so long that it turned into the YouTube Studio episode. That's what it is. Yep. It's exactly what happened. 100%. But yeah, channel analytics. Got a couple of tabs, all of them important for different reasons. But let's go over the overview first. Start off with, you go on there, it'll tell you how many views you got in the last 28 days. Uh, it'll also tell you your watch time and your subscribers in the last 28 days. You can change these analytics based on the upper right-hand side to show you specific last seven days, 90 days, last year, lifetime, or you can have a little custom uh, time frame. It also tells you in real time how many views are you're getting if you just like uploaded a video or something. It'll give it to you in the last hour. Uh, it'll tell you your live subscriber count, which if you hit see live count, I think that takes you to the new yep. subscriber overgrowth thing. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, kind of that social blade thing we were talking about earlier. Um, you've got your views in the last 48 hours. It shows you your top videos. And then it'll also show you top videos in the last 28 days. You can see specifically your top 10, how they're performing in terms of view duration and views. Um, and then if you want to go to your latest videos, you can see how they're doing as well without going to the content section. So that's cool. Zach, I have a game for you, a challenge, if you will. Mm -hmm. Can you guess what my top video in this period, last 28 days, could be? It's probably the Kitty Bobo video. You're right. You're right again, Zachary. Despite the <laughs> yeah. fact that I continue to make new videos, every time I come to this stupid fucking page, <laughs> Kitty Bobo video right back up there, 20 views in this period. Uh, that's man. more than my newest video. That's That's more than the past two combined. Like, it's insane. Although... View, view duration went up to three minutes. It was a lot lower. Oh, okay. There you go. There you we're go. We're actually getting past the, the depression joke at the beginning. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Since that video has come out, it has stayed at the top of this top videos in this. Thousand program. views, man. Thousand views. My can uh, you, Mavis um, Beacon, for sure. Can you guess what my top video is in the last On 28 yet? days? Yeah. Yeah. On yet. Okay. Uh, is this is one might this might be tough. Is it a public video? Yeah, it's public. It's public. Okay, because that that eliminates a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, without going to Yen to like check, because I feel like that's cheating. I'm gonna say one of the Final Destination videos. No, no, those are all uh, private. They're all private. Okay, give me one more guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go for it. Go for it. It's crazy because I am still getting comments on this video pretty regularly. And I've got a 51% on my average view duration for this video. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say maybe the 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 first episode in that Scooby-Doo video. <laughs> I wish. But no. no that video ain't even in the top 10. Uh, what to know before you play Dark Souls Remastered? Damn, it wasn't even a in. Shit. 
it wasn't even a yen. Uh, this video is my most viewed public video right now. 8.1k views. Uh, I still like this video. I still think it turned out really good. Uh, so if anybody is in the gaming space and wants some really high performing types of videos, just make videos where you talk about what you should know before you play certain game. Uh, even if it's an old game, uh, people might still watch it. It's, it's insane. I've thought about making more of these. I have because they do so fucking well. It's a good idea. It's an yeah. easy, easy type of content that's like searchable and people will watch. Uh, and it got Dark Souls in the title. Dark Souls video in my top ten. So Dark Souls. Yeah. Shit's this easy. might actually, this might actually be a, a thing I do a little bit more because I don't have to be in front of the camera for this bitch either. Bro, yeah, boy, probably hold easy to on. edit. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. the point of the analytics tab, by the way. As we're saying all these things, our numbers are going to be different from your numbers. But the whole reason that this tab is a thing is to give you data and to use that data to make decisions on what you should make next. So that moment mm -hmm. that Zach just had of like, oh, maybe I should do this. You wouldn't have had that aha if YouTube didn't like just give you the data right in front of you and like, look at this view duration. Look at these views. If you're ever at a point where you're like, I don't know what to make next, or I don't know how these videos are doing compared to each other. If all you see is views, that doesn't give you a very good idea. This is the tab to go to. Right. Keep in mind that like, it's really dope that YouTube gives you all of these analytics, uh, but like learning how to decipher them and compare them and then pull new ideas from them. That's a whole art in its own. That is really what people talk about when they're talking about trying to figure out the YouTube algorithm. It's right not about the way, yeah, it's not about the way YouTube, you know, figures everything out. It's about how you take what's given to you and then transform it into your content. I know this um, is probably a, a bigger topic in and of itself that we'll probably might cover or we've already covered before, but just for this episode, what are some metrics you think that are important to look out for if people have like never been here before and they're trying to like, what do all these fucking numbers mean? What are some good ones to look at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for uh, the, the main one is click-through rate. Um, right. And I'll go ahead and say on the second tab in analytics, it's reach. This is going to show you click-through rate. We'll go through it in a, in a minute. But yeah, click-through rate is number one to me because um, you got to have people click on the video first. Uh, and then after, like we said earlier, once you see what that percentage is, figure out how you can get it higher with a better thumbnail and a better title and better tags, all that kind of stuff. Um, after that, I actually want to see things like uh, my traffic source, where my views are coming from. Um, so if it's if a lot of my percentage of views are coming from YouTube search then that means that my SEO is good on that video and that I can potentially make more videos about that topic or surrounding that topic and it'll do just as well. Yep. Um, also, if it's uh, if you're getting a lot of percentage from suggested videos, um, I have a video about Seinfeld that did really well when it came out because it was uh, kind of a reply to the React channel with the Fine Bros. Um, so I got a lot of traffic from that. So if I wanted to, I could check and see what they're doing, what the react channel is doing new 
and try to make another video surrounding that. Uh, I don't really want to, but it's there. I think after that, I'm checking on view duration, which is going to be in the engagement tab. Again, we'll talk about it. Uh, but you want to see how, how long are people staying for your videos, right? Important. If, if they're clicking off in the first 30 seconds, then, you know, that click-through rate's important. Getting people in the door is, is important, but you got to get them to stay there too. Um, and that's where it comes down to making good content to begin with. Pacing so, too. Like making pacing. sure it flows well. It's not easy. It's hard. But Very. once you figure out your style and your type of content that you want to make, then you can start figuring out the pacing and trying to get it down to, you know, getting getting people to stay as long as possible. Your target audience, right? Right. After that, it really, really comes Watch down time. to... I'd say like watch time, watch hours on a video and then views on a video just to see what your best performing videos are so that you know what to do more of. But that's at the end for a reason because you want to make sure the other shit beforehand. So impressions, traffic source, view duration, views, watch hours. Yeah, I'd put watch hours over views, but yeah. Watch hour views in that order. Mm -hmm. There we go. Yeah. And uh, that information is pretty easily accessible. And we've talked about before on the podcast how you can make those numbers better. But I feel like Zach did a really good job of describing it. Click through rate, title and thumbnail, view duration, pacing, watch hours, make good content. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you really just say make good content about all of them. But if you're trying to boost yeah. a specific thing, that's not really, really helpful. Anyway, thank you for answering that question. Let's get back on track with the reach tab. Yeah, reach. This is your impressions. This is your click-through rate. So what's really cool is they show you this funnel graphic and it starts at the very top and it says, here are all the impressions you're getting. So over the last 28 days, and by the way, if you go to the advanced mode on the top here, you can click on individual videos and see all of this data for individual videos. So right. That's pretty good. But it shows you this graphic where at the top it shows you the impressions. Right now over the last 28 days, I got 9,000 impressions. Um, And then it tells me that 9.2% of that is coming from YouTube recommending my content. So that's literally just from being recommended on the sidebar, on the watch page, or on the homepage. So that's pretty cool. That's 9.2% of work that I'm not even doing. Like that. Um... After that, you go, your impressions turn into clicks. So it says that I have a 4.8% click-through rate, which means that I'm getting 462 direct views from those impressions. And then it tells me how much my average view duration is, which right now is three minutes and 45 seconds. And then it'll tell you the watch time from your impressions. So I've gotten 28.96 hours of watch time in the last 28 days. Strictly from strictly based on the impressions. What I like about the graph so much is it gives you these numbers, but the funnel shape implies how they're connected to each other. 
that it's not just 1.8K impressions, 7.1% from YouTube recommending your content. It's how those impressions then lead to the next step of click-through rate and how click-through rate gets you views and how views gets you view duration and how view duration leads into watch time. Basically, literally taking that chart that you just said without traffic source included because it's literally right next to it and like mm. literally funneling it down from how it does at the top all the way to the bottom in any particular period. Uh, and that kind of gives you an overall standing. But like you said, advanced mode, if you just wanted to compare videos to each other or kind of lean it in on a specific period of time, that might be more helpful for, for you. Uh, but no, I think this this funnel is really good. It kind of like visually does a lot of the work of making this shit make sense if you've never heard of this shit before. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Speaking of traffic it's, source... It's we also got that that shit right over to the left. Uh, last 28 days for me, YouTube search is at the top, 39.2%, followed by channel pages, 36.7%, browse features at 11, external at 5, direct and unknown at 2, and others at 5.1. You can even click on see more, which kind of brings up that advanced menu again. Remember, not that long ago on the podcast when Aiden made that like little tweet where I was like, hey, you know, what happens if you don't, like, really market your channel and how I brought up the fact that, like, YouTube does a lot of that shit for you? This is what I mean. Mm 39.2 YouTube search, 5.1 external. That external is Discord. That external is Twitter. Director unknown or others. It might even file it under that. However you want to boil that down. The point is, the YouTube search, the channel pages, and the browse features, the features that are built into YouTube... For a channel my size, and like Zach said, pretty much any size, these are the way people are going to find you. This is how you grow. It's not contingent on the people that are already following you elsewhere, but how many people you're able to bring in. And so it is far more important to be sure that that search and channel pages and browse features are doing better than, than shit like external or direct unknown. Until you've reached a certain point where it doesn't fucking matter. Obviously. PewDiePie, right. do what you want. Cool. Right. If you're growing and you're trying to grow, that kind of sheds a little bit more light when Aiden was talking about like, hey, maybe, you know, YouTube marketing is the best sort of marketing. And now you can see why. It's uh, it's cool because if you go to your traffic source for external, it'll tell you every single, every single place somebody has found your video. Um, I have a lot of weird ones because the channel's been going for a few years. But like one of the interesting things for me right now is uh, 23.9% of my external views, which equals up to 3,400 views, are coming directly from Google search. Yep. So that's that's kind of crazy. Um, search the biggest on mine too. So you can go in there and you can figure out exactly where your views are coming for, from. That way you can both enhance those, but then also work on the other shit, right? So very important to go back here, figure out what, what, how your channel is doing, right? Figure out how your videos are doing because we can talk about our numbers all day, but they're not going to translate to what you need to do for your channel. I also just recognized on this traffic source for playlist thing, the, the, the playlist that that's mentioned here is titled my homies at their best. I'm like, I don't remember that. What is, what is that? So I've never heard what of this playlist that? before. This is the first time I've 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 seen this. She's who who is it? Who's is I it? I, I I have to click on advanced and then go to it. It's Calfro. Yeah. 
Okay. It's a Cowfro playlist. That's cool. Oh, I, I'm in there too. I got 11 views from it. That's really cool. Yeah. I thought I got, that uh, was you, but no, that makes a lot more sense. No, your Kitty Bobo video is in there. Um, I got a, my Billy of the Giraffe video. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, there's some there's some really, really neat shit in here. So this is cool. Thanks, Cowfro. You I snuck like your way into the episode Thanks, after. Thanks, Um, My most viewed playlist, at least in the last... 28 days is uh it's called telecharger la legend du grand judo film complete in france vf hd 1943 um i I don't know why but it's a bunch of movies and uh my sanshiro sugata akira kurazawa review is just number three on this playlist that's nuts so that's cool i'm also uh I'm also in the playlist for popular videos for that movie. So I'm number two on that. Yeah. I need to make more of these fucking videos, dude. I got to talk about Akira Kurosawa more because they fucking get views. They doing numbers. Uh, My old um, Charlie Brown video, the Halloween one, got passed around on one of those sort of playlists that they kind of put a bunch of those videos in. And that's That's really where like people underestimate i think the power of playlists it's like yes have your own obviously make sure that shit's well organized but really where you get a lot of views coming in is not from your own playlist but from people like that who make their mm-hmm. own who expose their audience to a new form of content hell that's that there's that big infamous youtube playlist of like what meme videos that's like several yeah, hours most interesting long. playlist I bet for ninety like percent of those videos, all the views they got are probably from that playlist. I'm willing. To oh say. yeah, I watched that playlist for a live stream a couple years I ago. Did the whole thing. It was crazy. Uh, I mean, there's an entire like YouTube philosophy of like being a curator alongside being a creator, and like literally making playlists of shit that you're interested in, and putting your videos within that playlist if it makes sense. So if you don't have that many videos or that many different kind of categories of playlists that you can make, it could be a good idea to like find some of your favorite videos that relate to your content and making a playlist out of them because you might Pay get more forward. views from it. Yeah. yeah. Pay yeah. it forward. Might as well. That's pretty much it for the reach tab. There's like a suggested videos and traffic source YouTube search, but uh, they're all self-explanatory. No surprise. Kitty Bobo at the top of that shit. Kill me. Yeah. But let's move on to engagement. <laughs> let's talk about engagement. Engagement. So, you know, if reach was how many people are finding your videos and clicking on them, engagement are after the people click on the videos, how are they engaging with it? So we've got our watch time per hours, right? We got our average view duration. How long are they staying there for? You, that that's important. Again, you can click on each individual video's analytics page and see specifically when people dropped off on your videos. So I would I would recommend doing that, especially for your most popular videos, so that you know what works and what doesn't. Underneath that, we've got our top videos. These are by watch time hours, not views. So you know, watch time is is important. Um, top videos by in screen, so you can see your in-screen clicks. I only have one of those that has like an in-screen click. I so do that's not. cool. Uh, top playlists. 
So it looks like my top playlist over the last 28 days is just my popular uploads. So popular uploads still works. Um, people will click on that a good bit. Um, all time, it's my final destination playlist that's not even public anymore. That's crazy. Sick. Cool. Uh, and then you can also see your top in-screen element types. So for all time, my top is video, and then it's like best for viewer, most recent upload, playlist, and channel. Um, and then you can see top cards. So, you know, YouTube has little cards that you can click on. Uh, mine are unknown, so I don't know. I don't know what those are, but that's cool. I got zeros on all of them. Yeah. Um, smaller channels, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of in-screen clicks and card clicks and all that kind of stuff. We probably should talk about in-screens and cards in their own episode at some point. My I don't know. philosophy on it currently and th- this is this is all i have to say in, in until we decide to do an episode or not it mm-hmm. might not be interesting enough i don't know but yeah. my philosophy on in screens and cards it is not for new people watching your video it's for diehard people in my opinion because mm. yeah. most people just that click on sense. the recommended right they want to yeah. find the video yeah, they yeah, want sure. or autoplay takes them or they scroll to the end and that little like you know how youtube shows like eight or so videos that you can click on after a video is over They'll use that as well. A lot of the time, at least according to my own behavior, my own research, if I'm clicking on an end screen or a card, it's because I'm already invested in a channel and I want more of the same stuff. But usually Mm -hmm. at that point, I'm already subbed. It's just quicker to use the end cards and uh, top cards to get to the next video as opposed to using the channel page and trying to scroll through it and find it. For like new people and a lot of that shit, for me, it's just easier to click on recommended and other things. Not to say that they don't work. And again, bad sample size here, right? Like a mm-hmm. 300 subchannel, yeah. obviously. Maybe it's different. From my own data, it, it's a thing that makes me happy organizationally, and it's a future planning thing than it is like it's getting me anything currently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, personally, my own behavior. I click the subscribe button underneath the videos if I'm going to subscribe to somebody rather than a, an end card. Um, I very rarely will click on an end card. And that's kind of why there's a philosophy of, more recent one, of not having your end card be the entire last 20 seconds of the video. Yeah. Um, but again, we could, we could talk about that another time. And then cards, I usually will only click on a card if it's like a video that I didn't know existed and looks super interesting. Um, so have those cards be related to the content you're talking about. Um, and I think, you, I mean, I think you could really get some people down the right rabbit holes. If you've got a, a, a bulk, you know, a good library of videos and you can reference them in creative and interesting ways. Like that could help you a lot. I use cards for my, uh, for two playlists, basically. So a minute in, you get one more great content, which is usually back to the video games. And then the second one, 10 minutes in, if it's that long. Here's some mm. more stuff, which could be like 30 for 30 or Blue Catch Originals or whatever. I'll pick two of, of my three playlists. And depending on what I'm going to prioritize more, I'll switch them out. Does that shit work for me? Again, like, no. Like, if I barely click on end screens, I click on cards even less. Like, that shit's yeah. even lower. Mm. But hell, like if it catches somebody off guard and they're like, ooh, what's that? And they click on it and they watch like a playlist of 10 videos and they're satisfied. That's awesome. And they couldn't have got that any other way. Um, But like, am I seeing results from it? No, 
no, not at all. But do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes very little time to do it. I, I do it every time I upload a new video. And YouTube will just recommend an end screen anyway. So if you really don't want to, like, try, fine. And then you can just use the <laughs> yeah. same template over and over and over again. Cool. The last time I used cards was for my favorite things of 2020. No, 2019, because I still got to do my 2021. Um, 2019, I had, like, individual videos about some of the things I was talking about in the video. So I was able to quickly put a card up. And uh, that's pretty cool. Like, I'm glad it's there. So Heck yeah, I will yeah. say last thing on the engagement tab, I really do like the, the key moments for audience retention thing. I got my over the mm. garden wall video on there currently. And not only does it like show all that stuff, but the little chart at the bottom of like key points of like a lot of people still watching after 30 seconds, but then it gradually goes down, which is normal, right? Like you can't expect everybody to stay around, but it's not like drastic. That's the mm. thing that helps when you're looking at audience retention is not so much does it stay up the entire time? Is it when does it spike? When does it dip? What are the anomalies? Because if you can find those moments, you're like, oh, this is clearly working. Or, oh, God, I shouldn't do that again. Right? Uh, are your jokes landing? Are your points landing? Are people clicking off because of it? Etc. I'm usually not the type of person that cares if it's just like a flat line because that just doesn't. That didn't tell me nothing. Most people click off yeah. after 30 seconds, right? Like, that's that's normal. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess another thing we should probably mention with all this analytics stuff is, like, keep in mind, me and Zach are at a certain size, and while there is data, we can't 100% draw conclusions on every little thing simply because the sample size is not as big. So if you're even smaller than us, and if you're just starting out and you're comparing like, oh, well, this video had a 34% and this one had a 33, but you average five views per video, like that's, you need to make more stuff, right? That's not going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This type of stuff is really only going to like get to the point where you do it for a long time, improve, and when videos pop off or fail, you know, that type of stuff. I don't even recommend bothering with your analytics until you've made like a hundred videos. <laughs> like, yeah. like seriously, I, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot out of it. And even like, like Aiden said, like I can't even discern everything from my analytics because if a video just came out and you got 20 views on it, like sure that might be your channel average. Uh, but the click through rate, and the percentages and all that kind of stuff are not going to be that crazy because it only got shown to a hundred people in that first hour. Right. You really like some of my most popular videos, they didn't even get there until months later. So, um, unless you're in that bigger YouTuber kind of thing. Yeah. I'd say after 10,000 subs, you can start looking at things and it can be important, um, for getting hundreds of thousands of views per video then you can start discerning things but it's like it, it, it's hard to do that if you're smaller i only recommend it for me and you because we've been doing it for several years and you can get a good idea of how a video does if it's been up for three or so years and stuff. right and right. both me and you have had videos that have popped off before and there's lessons to take away from that if you're so early in the game where you're not even at that point yet and you're like first year no video popped off you're just trying like don't stress out. Don't stress out over it. The data mm. you would find there is not going to 
be good enough to make short-term decisions or long-term ones. You really have to give it like at least six months to a year before you're going to find anything worth a grain of salt to take insight from. Um, which is why you got to figure out if you like it to begin with, you know, it's part of what we talk about on this podcast. Definitely. But the last category in channel analytics is the audience. This is where you're going to see your subscribers. So you're going to see how many subscribers you got in the, in the last month, year, so on and so forth. Uh, but they also got a couple of new tabs in here. Uh, you can see your returning viewers. So how many viewers have come in after watching another video? Um, and then you can see your unique viewers. So this is how many vi viewers have never seen your channel before. This is where they're going to show up. So this is a pretty cool metric to have. It's hard to say that I can do anything with it because subscribers don't matter anymore in the YouTube landscape. Uh, yeah. But it, it's it's cool to have, I think. Another key statistic that backed up my Twitter thread is this one right here that says watch time from subscribers. Mm -hmm. Like 93% to six, you know? So when yeah. you're like making decisions about type of content to make and who you're appealing to. For most people, like those numbers are probably the same as mine, regardless of size. So it really gives you an idea that like you're still growing. You're not you're not cultivating the three hundred people you have, you're looking for three hundred more. Exactly. You can also see things like demographics, the age and gender of people that are typically watching you, um, and like geographics, like how many people are watching from different countries. One of the other cool things that unfortunately, like, I don't think I can see at all. I'm going to switch to lifetime and see, uh, no, that I don't have enough data. There's a section called other channels, your audience watches and other videos, your audience watches. Like this is really cool. And, uh, this didn't used to exist. It's still fairly new. Um, I wish I could see that. I can't. I wish I could but, too. Yeah, I don't have it. Um, I'm looking at one of the other channels that I manage and I'm able to see like exactly uh, what people are watching. And it's like, yeah, this makes sense. It's a lot of big channels in that particular niche. And when I look at other videos that the audience watch, it's also a lot of big videos in that particular niche. So that's cool to have. It's really cool to have. When I go over to Lifetime and switch it on that, the top bar of, like, returning viewers, I can just hover over, like, a particular video, and it's recent. Like, I'm talking, I don't have data up until maybe July of 2020. Yeah. But it says here yeah. for the Over the Garden Wall video of, like, well, if it would fucking hover over it, YouTube's weird. Uh, come on. Okay, there we go. Like, fucking, there we go. Five returning viewers and 13 new ones for mm. that video. You know, and obviously it got more yeah. views since then, but gives you kind of an idea. It's a good thing that once you get enough data, like if I go to Lifetime, I can see um, how many people watching are male, how many are female, and then I can see the different age groups. Um, my my main group is 80% male, and I'm getting 99% of my viewers are between 18 and 34. So I'm hitting my target demographic pretty good. Yep. That's what I want, right? So if you're if you're a beauty channel and you got a bunch of dudes watching that are 65 years old, then uh, you might be doing something wrong or or right. Who knows? Depends on what you're looking for. 
<laughs> turn to the viewer go. base. Um, we're we're coming to a close, but I do want to mention one more tab that we don't currently have, and that is the revenue tab. Yep. Revenue does show up in the analytics page. Um, so if you are a partner, if you are monetized, you're going to see things like how much money you made in the past month, uh, your RPM, so how many revenue per, how much money you made per 1,000 views, and then your playback-based CPM, which means uh, kind of like how much money advertisers are paying per 1,000 views on average. Um, so those are going to be cha- those are going to be different depending on what kind of niche you're in, that kind of thing. Uh, you can also see your top earning videos. You can see your different revenue sources, ad revenue, uh, super chats, YouTube premium, that kind of thing. And then you can see what kind of ad types are doing the best. Things like skippable skippable video ads, bumper ads, non skippable video ads, that kind of thing. I actually do have data for this. On mine. Do you? Yeah. Only oh. because, you know, back in the day before YouTube introduced their that new monetization sense. thing, that makes sense. I was doing yeah. YouTube. So from about July of 2016, when I started, all the way up to it seems about like February 17th, 2018, uh, which mm-hmm. might have been when they updated or it might have been when I stopped getting anything. Uh, but I have shit that's filled in here. Playback based CPM is at $4. RPM is at 51 cents. Estimated hmm. revenue, thirteen eighty two, and I can see top earning videos. Ninety uh, percent of them are live streams, by the way. In case you were wondering, like mm-hmm. that's that's where all this this shit's coming from. Uh, but yeah, I got the whole ad types thing and and everything. I know why that's not there for Yin because it started yeah. around the time when they updated those things. But if you have a channel that's old enough, that that info is is still there when you click on Lifetime. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't seem to have it for my old gaming channel but i don't have but none of those videos are public anymore so that might be why but yeah. all my live streams are unlisted cool. maybe unlisted videos are, are different maybe. i don't know yeah cool yeah that's the revenue tab for those that's applicable and for all these like be sure to check not just the 28 days metric that it leaves you but like if you've ever want to know like how many channel views i got in total lifetime in the overview tab like what if i want specific mess around with those those times because uh the 28 days is helpful and that's probably where you want to be looking at the most but if you want like larger data that you would probably just go to social blade for youtube has it you just have to be sure it's selected on lifetime uh keep in mind that data on this sort of stuff can fluctuate youtube just doesn't have some some periods for me and that's fine Mm. but a lot of it's still there a lot of it's still there. Uh, for example, on Overview, when I update it to Lifetime, Kitty Bobo video is still at the top, but 2 through 10 are all live streams. So, yeah. It's yeah interesting. That makes sense. But that is the end of our massive YouTube studio episode. We, we've done it, bro. We've covered it all. And two birds with one stone. We covered analytics, too. We, never, we don't yeah. have to do it again. There you go. There you go. If you have any specific questions about any of this, please feel free to leave us a comment on the YouTube channel or email us at another YT podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to get very specific questions about your content. Maybe we could help you out. Who knows? Absolutely. Hope you learned something. Cause I know a lot of this yeah. stuff is like, duh, this is obvious. Uh, 
but I know a good bit of our, our audience and friend group either like have not touched this page or only know specific parts. Like they know part of playlist or part of comments, but maybe haven't delved into settings or customization and maybe they didn't know where certain features were. So if you stuck through all this and you learned something new, let us know in the comments. What'd you learn from today's video? Nothing? Yeah. Cool. Leave a comment anyway. Leave a comment. You got, you got to do it. You got to do it. Do it. I'm glad we did it, bro. Glad we got through it. That was a big one to check off the list. And it took several years in the making. But, uh, <laughs> like the SEO one, it feels good when it's finally done. And we're like, cool. Epic. I agree. Don't have to cover that again. <laughs> I completely agree. And I mean, we will. Well, like when new things happen, but for a later date. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm sure we'll do an updated version of this, or we'll we'll talk about updated things as they come out on our your week on YouTube segments. Heck yeah. Well, I've been Zach, and I've been Aiden, and thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bye bye. I'm gonna go change all of my YouTube tags, like my my main channel tags. Right. To, to 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 be OnlyFans related. That's a good idea. It's a really good idea. Like go to your channel tags and just write sex and see how many like people <laughs> like show up from that. <laughs>